The following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yo. What's happening? (laughs) See, you give me shit about the... It did this when it needed to do this, and it does this when it needed to do this. But I only did that like three times. He More started every episode with, what's happening? Not every episode yet for that, too. I did like the... Yeah. And in fairness... Pick up yourself! In and fairness then you gave myself, me shit about that. If I try to change it up... You guys have was, done the... It was Justin who pointed out what you said. You I guys just decided get, to joke You guys it. have done the... It's done. It's needed to be this more than this more than I have. It's like the joke has played out more just, than the actual comment. <laughs> it has, but Man. we're just making fun of you. Somebody. I mean, I'm used to that, but I'm just pointing out the inconsistencies. Oh, well, uh, I think we're pretty consistent on making fun of you, aren't we? Lonnie well, just walked out. Come back. Well, there he goes. Well, uh, today, this is May 30th and we are doing another movie review. This is movie. What movie review is this? This is nineteen. Is it really BPT MR movie review? That stands for MR. I'm like, we've what done is nineteen of these. Yeah, sort of, sort of. I guess, yeah, the ones from the three back, or right? four or whatever previous. I mean, the, those. I haven't added those into the collection, but we. This is from nineteen, starting from Pulp Fiction. So, uh, <laughs> but no, that, that's not this movie. This movie is 2005's. The Protector. Hi, Justin. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. You? The good. Protector. We're just going to roll into the movie thing. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys watch this movie? Some of it. Okay. I watched it. All right. I, I watch it a few days before we record because, especially I, if it's one of your movies. What the fuck is yeah. that supposed to be? I didn't watch it. I lived it. Ah, this is kind of you. about you, isn't it? This is kind of. He does kind of look like the character of Mark. <laughs> Hey, fuck you. (laughs) Every movie we watch, there's a character that's me. None more so than the janitor in Electric. (laughs) Yeah, that was was spot on. That was you in 30 years. 30 years? Digging in the garbage. (laughs) That's me on a bad day. Uh, Finding dolls and... Oh, that's not him. So, The Protector, it stars Tony Jaw. It uh, also has that the giant dude, Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. He's a retired wrestler. You guys know him. You remember yeah. seeing him? Yeah. He's for also a, for a couple a, minutes. He had a very short-lived career in WWE. Uh, he was also known as like the first kill Brad Pitt made in the movie Troy, where Achilles takes down uh, Boagrius. Uh, this also stars Xing Jin, a trans actress, and the hilarious Pechtai Wong Kam Lao, Latif Crowder Dos Santos, and Johnny Nguyen. There's a few others, but those are like the main the main people there. So I don't know if it's sorry, this might come off it. This is <laughs> no, not intended to be a racist it joke. Will be. But I didn't know if he was actually saying any words there if he was having a stroke. Those are the names. 
There's different names. The way you pronunciate it, Justin, <laughs> is very racist. Hong <laughs> Racist. Why, it's why called, you no doctor? Why, yeah, why you, you say it like that? Like tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Wong, say it Wong like, Kam Lao. That's how you say his Wong name. Kam Wong Kam Lao. Wong Kam say Lao. It, last name. Say Wong it in your regular Lao. voice because you never talk like that. That's how I always talk. No. Say Wong, Wong Kam Lao. <laughs> Latif go. Crowder Dos Santos. <laughs> say it like a white person would say in a Taiwan film. I do. Uh, Hey, That's Mr. Ja. That's racist. I don't even bother trying to learn the actors and actresses' names in one of Justin's <laughs> picks because you knew you can't even say Brendan Fraser right. Yeah, well, Fraser. I don't think he can either. Nobody's been saying that name for a long time because of Hollywood tried to counsel him. I know because he tried to speak out about and his. It's too bad. I know he had some great movies, and then he's like yeah, in constant well. pain. <laughs> He did have some great movies. He also had a lot of flops. Let's let's, so let's, talk, let's, let's talk about the term great here yeah, uh, before we get in. Because I'm sure Justin's going to throw the word great around a lot in this movie. Jungle, uh, jungle uh, I was about to say Jungle Book. Georgia, let's the talk jungle. about Encino Never. Man tonight instead of this movie. <laughs> All right. So the Protector Internet Movie Database. I'll dun, give you dun, the, dun. the rundown there. So it's uh, a young fighter named Kam must go to Australia to retrieve his stolen elephants. With the help of a Thai-born Australian detective, Kam must take on all comers, including a gang led by an evil woman and her two deadly bodyguards. I define it as Kam, a boy from Bangkok, Thailand, who was raised with elephants, much like siblings and family members. There was a obvious relationship in Kam's family with these massive loving creatures. A mother and child elephant was kidnapped from the criminals, and Kam tracks them to Sydney, where he is engrossed by a rage to get back his family. This movie is a... That was not on IMDb. Oh, no. Th- th- okay. Is, <laughs> I, was I, like, I switched the, it up to where, where mine is. That's the, where I said I defined IMDb, it IMDb, it'd be like, elephants were stolen. Yeah. Um, Kung fu fighting. This movie is a riot of rage. This is kind of like... That's the only way I can put it. It's... Like many movies capitalize on like the happy ending portion, but the the human condition is comprised of like six main emotions. We all experience happiness, sadness, disgust, fear, surprise, and anger. But with that, there is also like the subcategories, a cheerful, discouraged, sorry, frustrated, curious, shy, proud, and more. Uh, Tom Young-Gung, AKA the protector. That's what this is named. Crab said. <laughs> it's based the majority of the film off of that rage component. And it takes you like all the way to the end. Like he, the calm character, he's accustomed to the position of a warrior figure. He trained to be a warrior of peace, a protector. But when you disrupt all that which he values and set him off, there's only rage. That's that's it. They they pretty much snapped the last ribbon of control, I guess, in his mind. Yeah. Did this I miss m- the part where we told our points for this? Because <laughs> it sounds like this is, went we're, right we're doing this, it. This movie's tagline is "Where's my elephant?" Is it real? Yeah. No trouble. Where's my elephant? Yeah. Oh, uh, so the Internet Movie Database gives this about a seven out of ten stars. I'll give you my rating because okay. Ten out of ten, bitches. It is. Ring. Nope. It is a ten out of ten with a kick. <laughs> I guess. A hard. No, there are there are like two scenes in here that are kind of like inserts. Where it's like heavily CGI, but because of the terrible <laughs> yeah, CGI, I'm like this, this elephant and him—they're not walking through the it, city. It, like it, you can definitely. It reminded me of something else a little closer to home when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like because of the the action, like I got onto Tony Jaa from Ong Bak almost 20 years ago now, but um. Like when I went into the military, the first movie I bought was Ong Bak and I could not watch it. Or sorry, 
two movies. It was like Ong Bak and another, it was a Stephen Chow movie. But uh, don't say go figure. <laughs> I, I don't need to now. <laughs> if you thought it, don't need to say it. But because of its action, because of like that, that whole ride of rage, you know, that the traditions, you do have to separate yourself a little bit because of the traditions of other countries or customs and kind of just like live it like fuck man like he's doing all of his own actions and i was telling lonnie before we got here like a lot of type of stuntmen they only have like two or three movies under their belt because they're done like they actually take the falls and they're wrangled mangled lonnie what's your score so i did what jeremy did for begotten and i instantly wrote down i went to the imdb message board (laughs) and wrote down my review of this movie it's pretty long it's five paragraphs worth and I'm a shit reader. So, but humor me because I really put my heart and soul into this review. Oh boy. I have watched this movie several times and I've come to the number of conclusions. The first is that 90% of North American audience know nothing about Asian films and more to the point, martial arts. Several other IMD members commented on the repetitiveness of the movie comparing to Jackie Chan and Jet Li and the use of Kung Fu. First of all, martial art flicks will always be repetitive to some intent since there are only so many ways to pick a fight. But stories do vary, as does the quality of the action. Tang Yamgun is very similar to Unbak in its simplicity story and the noble feeling that surrounds it. Tommy Jaw's character. Mind you, in this movie, Tony is much more violent and brutal to his enemies. This sorrow at the loss of his elephant is a big part of his rage, and the simplicity of the story lets lots of space for the simple fact and that a simple, pure story would be more poignant. Anyways, if you go to a martial arts flick looking to pick it apart and analyze the acting skills, then you're a fool, and you should never leave your American Hollywood watering hole. As to comparing Tony Jaa to Jackie Chan or Jet Li, are you insane? Both Jackie and Jet are in their 40s. Both are from China and went through actual training schools and academies as well as competitions. Uh, Jushun Crane, drunken boxing, etc. Those are the styles these men made famous. Jackie built his comedic career styling from the ground up and his amazing acrobatic abilities, fighting skills, and on-scene charm. Now, I'm not a Jackie Chan fan by any means, but credit where credit is due. Jet Li was one of the youngest Chinese national tournament champions ever and blew people away with his uh, Tai Chi and Shaolin style Kung Fu. How does this relate to Tony Ja? It doesn't at all. Tony was very poor growing up in Thailand, idolizing Bruce Lee in the movies. He earned every break he has ever had in his own way and built his own style accordingly. This movie is so amazing because it's not just Kung Fu and karate for the thousandth time. Tony is a master of Muay Thai kickboxing, which he is using 80% of the movie. Now, you don't even need to know anything about fighting to notice the difference between karate and Muay Thai. Though the diversity of the fighting styles, as he battles people, was using everything from crane-style kung fu to capoeira. You understand why comparing him to the others is unfair. While he was trained in similar martial arts, it is obvious that he is unique. He is in the best shape of his life, and he's just now coming into his prime. 
the screen presence, skill, and experience means he could be as big or bigger as Jackie Chan or Jet Li in the next 10 years. At the very least, he's going to be a major Thai action star for years. Also, people keep in mind that this is a Thai movie. Hollywood wouldn't even have finished the credits before they ran out of money. If they worked with the same budget, more international success will be given to Tony Jaa, access to bigger budgets, more talent, and allow him to grow. It's easy to bash, but look at the low-budget flicks Jackie Chan and other martial arts made when they were in their 20s, and you'll see that this movie is much, much better than most. Remember, it's all just opinions, and everyone gets one. Signed, Poop Fuck. Nice. See, that's one of my biggest qualms when it comes to, like, martial arts is people look at something like, oh, you know, look at them doing karate. It's like, nobody's doing karate here. This isn't... You know, like it's kind of saying, listen to that rock music and it's like hip hop or something like this. Like, no, that martial arts is like music and all these other styles and stuff are like their own styles. And right. when, when it comes to like analyzing certain things, like martial arts are made to tell a story. And if you're like picking it apart here and there, like you have to kind of like wrestling, you know, like the, the underdog gets pummeled before he kind of comes up and, and takes over. Now, after all that being said, the story though was fucking terrible. It's very basic. There was nothing good about it. It was asinine, and I think anybody could have wrote it. And it also had a very, like, sci-fi channel vibe to it, like some of the angles and some of the quality of the video. So I have to give it a 5 out of 10. But the actual fighting scenes and the actual, the choreographed parts were spot on. I liked it. And I think I figured out Justin a little bit why he picks all these movies. I secretly like think <laughs> he wants to he wants to go dancing. He sees himself as one of the characters. He wants I'm, to, and I think I've picked out which one he thought he was. I think he just wants to go like the transvestite ballroom <laughs> ballroom dancing or line dancing <laughs> with us, and he just he's not brave enough to say. So he keeps showing us all these these like choreographed fight scenes, and he's like, "Look how easy it is to learn." Let's dance. When I get on the dance floor, I'm doing like the eight-point blocking system. I'm like, ki Yeah. <laughs> He's just really loved GDR when he was growing up. I, I think Justin, when he watches this movie, because when I was watching it, the fight scene in the, the church the in temple. the water, oh, yeah. uh, I think the actor's name is Latif Crowder. Yeah. <laughs> I think Justin thinks that he's that guy. That's that's actually one of the guys I've been following long before. Like, this is one of the movies that put him on the map, too, before, he, like, Tekken came out and he was cast as Eddie Gordo. I want to say they might even modeled Eddie Gordo as this guy. I can't remember when Tekken or the Eddie Gordo character was introduced, but there was a series called Dam that I used to watch back in middle school. Damn. It was like a, a, a web series, and it's like a whole bunch of a stunt crew. And Latif Crowder de Santos was one of them. They, yeah, they did different styles and yeah, warehouse stunts and all that. Fun stuff. So, Jeremy, what's your rating? So, as Lonnie said, the story of this to this movie was horseshit. It was basic. Um, I, I, I hated it. I know there probably are some cultures out there where elephants are like gods to them and stuff, but... I just didn't buy into it to where somebody would go through all this trouble to get an elephant back, which apparently was like a hundred years old already and was probably on its way out the door anyways. Uh, <laughs> it, was but, a, it was the kid one. But, and then I know Lonnie mentioned this in his review or his poop fuck or whatever <laughs> review on IMDb about the acting and people that look at the acting are stupid. Well, the acting was terrible in this. It was all right. Um, but 
on the flip side, I can 100% honestly say out of any fight movie I've ever seen, this was probably the most intense fighting I've ever seen in a movie. The shit looked real. I'm sure a lot of it was real, but I, and I think it was very fucking innovative the way that he would take guys down. I did when the, he, they had those people with like the, the roller skates and the light tubes and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> the what fucking the fuck X games is this? Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is this? It's my and then favorite that part fight of the goddamn scene, I'm just like, oh my God, like this is pretty crazy. And then at the end for five minutes when he's breaking guys' arms for five minutes straight, I was like, wow, this is should be getting old, but it's not. So uh, I'm ranking a little bit higher than, than Lonnie. I think for acting storyline-wise, I was going to give it a five, but because majority of the movie was fighting, there was a lot of fight scenes and they're pretty intense. I'm going to go a little bit higher. So I'm giving this a 6.5. Gives us a BBT rating of 7.5. Yeah, a few of those. <laughs> I guess we'll just go back to the movie itself. So it was directed by uh, Pracha Pinkau. Lonnie and I are done talking now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple things I want to point out. So Pracha Pinkau, uh, he's the one who kind of put Tony Jaa on the map with his previous movie, Ong Bak. I couldn't decide if I wanted to do The Protector of, or Ong Bak. Both of them do have very basic, like with Ong Bak, they're, they're stealing the statue of their god from their, their city. This one, they're stealing the elephants, which for this, it is... That is their family members. I mean, they grew up more of the hardcore, the mountain people over there where they're in the jungles and stuff. But Ong Bak, if you think this movie is intense, fucking Ong Bak is like, it's like Street Fighter compared to Mortal Kombat. I think Ong Bak hits twice as hard as this one does. I don't know. It does. I mean, it, but it, for different reasons, I guess. Right. I think mainly because it was one of the, like one of the very first moves in Ong Bak where he does like this little push kick to the dude's face. He's like, "Come on!" Anyways, that's not this movie. We're not reviewing that. You sure? Yeah, <laughs> we can. It looks the same, but it's not. So going back to what Jeremy was talking about, like one of the longest that that stairway that was kind of an homage to uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah. Like Game of Death, kind of going up the mini levels and taking on all those people. Wasn't it like a four or five minute long take? Four minutes. Four minutes. It was a... Eight takes. Yeah. This was actually the longest one cut fight scene to date that it was over four minutes. That was until Musashi Miyamoto film by one of my favorite actors, Takasakaguchi. He just murdered in a 77 minute one take fight scene. I heard Takasakaguchi. <laughs> That's what I'm calling him. We'll eventually delve into Takasakaguchi, but no? <laughs> Takasakaguchi. You're not even not even close. So yeah, this uh, is definitely notarized as like one of the highest, it, most top 10 movies when it comes to like long fight scenes or the, if you want to say practicality or just the innovativeness, this is usually one of the ones that's always in there. Well, and talking, I, I have three stories to tell about this four minute long fight scene right uh, then let me tell my yeah plan. go ahead then you can get yeah your go ahead 11 minutes worth of stories the, shooting a one cut is hard enough yeah. imagining having to have the cardio to be fighting and the memory of like sweep kick here push off and having to be safe for four minutes well and then the reset of everything because right. they're breaking oh, yeah. shit and it took them a full day to reset and you think about it like one of the things me and Jeremy and Justin love is professional wrestling. And, and granted, like when they work a 25-minute match. Not they WWE. Have, well, <laughs> they have to remember, like some of the guys are calling on the spots, but some of them have to remember 25 minutes of spots and whatnot. 
which is kind of the same thing as one long take, but they get breaks in between. And I think a full solid four minutes would be more exhausting than 25 minutes. Oh yeah. Well, that's one of the stories is a cameraman almost died filming this because he wasn't able to keep up with Tony jaw and who can, and it's just like, I don't know how many takes it was, but it was like, he was like heavy breathing. And with the rig that they had, it was super heavy. So he just walked off. He quit. He stopped doing it. <laughs> and it was a, uh, a Thai camera guy that decided he wanted to step in like a really small guy. And so he requested, was it a month? I think that he wanted off. He wanted, he wanted a month off from that scene so he could get used to the weight of the camera and the movements and stuff. And they granted him that. And then, yeah, he came on and he was able to get it perfect. And that was just it. Like, they wanted this scene perfect. I assume it's probably one of his stunt guys as well. Probably. Usually the stunt guys yeah. can do, like, some of the camera work because they can be in on the action, the different angles and views that, right. yeah. Well, and then also, they literally were on a take that was going perfect. Two seconds before the end of the scene, they ran out of film and only because somebody miscalculated because of a, a outtake that happened earlier on in something they were filming. They miscalculated how much film they had left and they could have settled for it, but they just said they wanted the scene to be perfect. So they had to reset for the whole day and they did it again to get it. But it was just like, I can't even imagine the curse words that would be coming out of my mouth. If you were two seconds away from the end of the scene and you ran out of fucking film. There's a part in that where he can probably just fake the funk where he goes behind like the screen and you just see like guys' heads coming out of the wall or yeah. so. It's like he's probably taking a rest right there. <laughs> well, down I mean, in his Gatorade, like a little yeah, marathon. I don't runner. understand how he did that. I mean, I, I can't even walk up a half a flight of stairs here before I'm out of breath, whereas he's <laughs> fighting people, having to memorize where to be. I mean, I can't even imagine. They had to like block that scene for like weeks. Some of the fight scenes that I've done in other movies or films, short films or so, like just any sort of movement, especially also with dialogue, it's extremely challenging. So I have to give props to people who incorporate movement with dialogue, especially stunts or so. But yeah, it's a totally different a lot of people think they can do it, but like when they finally do it, they're like, oh shit, I gotta miss my, I'm gonna miss my mark here. I'm actually gonna get hit here. Well, but. you know, Ja actually, he saved one of the hey. stuntmen in this scene too, because, you know, you start at the bottom, you're working your way up, guys are getting thrown over the banisters. It's There's, a spiral, a large spiral hall yeah. where, yeah. It was like four levels or something like that. I think three or four levels, but I wanna say it might be five, but at yeah, least at the very top. The big, in the center is just the open area all the way down to the ground. And so as the camera's moving and fights are going on in levels, there's crew members down below getting crash pads out for when guys get thrown over. I mean, cause it's, it's like a dance, like everything has to be smooth. Right. Ja was at the point where he was going to be throwing the, one of the guys over the banister. Well, he noticed the crash pad was off. It wasn't in the exact spot it was going to be. So he, after he threw the guy, grabbed onto the guy and was hanging on to him over the rail Jeez. because if he would have let him go, he would have more than likely died because he would have missed the crash pad. You can't die from that. That's well, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this, and I think, I don't know, was this movie showing like outtakes at the end or something like that? I can't remember. I don't recall. And, I don't unless so. it was maybe something I watched on YouTube, but it was like, they were showing kind of behind the scenes footage and it's like. When these guys are fucking hitting the ground, they're hitting the goddamn ground. Like it's actual concrete that they're they're landing on. I'm like, they do it for fuck. real. They do it for real. They're not 
They're not American stuntmen. No. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it's you. you, you I'm pretty a sure. A lot of respect. I'm pretty yeah. sure this movie alone did end a few of their careers. But yeah. in Thailand and all that, like, they're, they're, they're known not, for that. They're, they're not unionized. <laughs> I know of an elephant that didn't make it. Which one? The one that he was going for. Which, Dumbo? L- let's talk about that. That final <laughs> scene where they go to that building. They go to, like, a Doubletree hotel and then when they go up stairs, like all of a sudden it's like this Taj Mahal. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't believe for one second that that room is in this building. They're different architectural structures. No. In Australia. <laughs> that was, I was just like, okay, they're at a hotel. Nope. They're in a fucking castle now. But anyways, Justin, yeah. what's your next topic? Cause I know you have 60 pages. <laughs> so I'll start from the beginning here. So this family of servants, they have like the the old traditions. They embrace the elephants as members of their community. So you get that start off like, oh, these are their family members. These are part of them. So they become the Jurum Barakat, which is the protectors. I was hoping you would say that because when that popped up on the screen, I was like, I have no fucking clue. Jurum Barakat. Yeah. So you get an, an intro. Just to so like the, everybody knows, and I'm throwing this out there, just isn't married to a Thai woman. Filipino. Oh, fuck. That's way different. Jeez. Jeez. Just so everybody knows, Justin's not married to Just so everybody knows, I am am (laughs) stupid. Well, and just so everybody knows, Lonnie is married to an Asian chick. I'm very, very white. I live in a town of 5,000 people. Crystal's going to kick your ass. Middle of Iowa. She can't find me. And she has too many muscles. I bet I can run to my car before she can catch me. I just sent her your address. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. She's here. I'm going to let her in. <laughs> you get into like the Muay Thai forums in like the first five minutes. And then like right after that, they, they jump straight into the story. So the <laughs> elephants were kid are kidnapped from like the townspeople. Like they do like these annual things to showcase their prize elephants or their leaders of the community and all that. Yeah. And then that was like their cause to kidnap them and take them to Australia and try to sell I, them. I, I like Go ahead. Why did they send the nerdiest guys to kidnap the elephants? That's a very good question. I'm glad you asked that. You see, um, Mike, how, I don't know. I <laughs> like how they blasted Jaws' dad. Like, I was yeah. like, that just like escalated really quickly. I'm like, Really, you guys like shooting that? him in the chest? Like this is you could have you could have like different pushed, cultures. You man. could have pushed him over. The guy's old, but instead you're like pow right in the middle of a carnival. So they, I had a, they sorry. do things for less other else play. You know, I had well. I had a friend growing up in school who was uh I, I can't remember if it was Taiwan or Laos, but anyway, her grandpa sounded exactly like the father that. <laughs> more of a Japanese. But he sounded oh, exactly. No. You're saying it from <laughs> your, your stomach, your diaphragm. Oh, no. But he sounded exactly like this. So the father in this movie like brought back stuff to me. And he could. What he did would, he bring you? He would be speaking in English and then he would Some fade. Foe? He would fade into. Some good noodles. His actual. Oh. He would fade into his actual language. And I would be like, hey, no more. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't sound like, like, oh, sorry, sorry. It doesn't sound like Hmong or Laos, you know. I was engaged to a a Hmong chick for a while and (laughs) they didn't, it didn't sound like that. It might have been, it might be Thai then because I don't know, but that's what he sounded like. Let's ask Crystal because she's the expert (laughs) apparently. (laughs) She's the expert. (laughs) Call your Thai wife and find out. Hello, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, within the first 12 minutes or so, you jump straight into the action. Like, 
Yeah, like I said, you got like the forms, the Muay Thai forms, Muay Thai-esque. He actually created his own style here. It's more of like a Muay Boron. He created like a more elephant style Muay Thai. So it's a lot of rounded, like husk-like maneuvers. That's, yeah. Don't copy me. <laughs> just showing you I can do it better. So don't fuck be with me. No, speaking of like elephant tusks, there was a shot when he was like a little boy. And it was in slow motion. Oh. And he's standing there and the test came in. I'm like, what the fuck? He's about to get impaled. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> like was, the, it was just in the background. There was another one where he was a little boy and he was like almost doing the splits on the tusk yeah. and like sleeping on its face. Mm-hmm. I was like, that that's fuck. I want to do that. Yeah, the elephant was like, get the fuck off. <laughs> Fucking please. So the first fight scene where he like jumps in and flying knee to some dude's face. That was I, ridiculous. <laughs> In slow motion. I mean, there is a small staircase there, so he did get a little bit of a running start ele- elevation there. But I, I feel bad for some of those people, especially like that dude with like the copo, um, the the heating glass. Oh yeah, treatment. That was very interesting. <laughs> and then he he almost saved himself, and then he gets <laughs> smashed against the wall, the the kind of the angled wall. I like how he they walk that one guy in there. They did have yeah. like some very good timed humor in this. Like in the but boats. There was a lot of bad. There kind of was. Like the, the little kids at the beginning with the water guns oh, yeah. and their, their reaction. It was playful. No. And then they was, did the little stance and stuff. But oh. like the boat ride where one of the bad guys ends up on a dock of like some dock restaurant and he just like looks at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> or the one where the boat goes into the billboard right into the crotch. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that. I did like the Jackie Chan impersonator. He's supposed to- I was going to ask, was that- It wasn't Jackie Chan. It was an impersonator. And so they they do that. (laughs) No trouble. No trouble. (laughs) I mean, they didn't say anything, but yeah. Let's talk about my favorite fight scene of the whole entire movie, where he's chasing Johnny and he gets to the drug deal. And the guy's like- On the- I don't- This is stupid. Puts his drugs away. And he beats up some of Johnny's hoodlums, and then he pulls the the siren thing, and I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? And then the fucking X Games break. (laughs) And then for someone who enjoys deathmatch wrestling, why the fuck would their main weapon be glass tubes? Well, glass tubes are not that sturdy to where you can swing 100 miles per hour. From someone who's been hit with glass tubes, because like I said— I like deathmatch wrestling, and I wanted to see what it felt like. They they hardly can go through a t-shirt. Like, they're swinging them, hitting things, yeah. and then they break. They're like, they oh, probably shit, my weapon's gone. wasted a lot of those because those things shatter with, like, the smallest impact. They right. Had, they had to have had, like, prop ones that weren't real. It, just... And if you notice, like, he was getting hit quite often with them, and it mm-hmm. did nothing. But when they were leaving, they were real at, when they would shatter because it's just like they were leaving that white powder behind right. and whatnot, but... One thing I will mention, too, about the fight scenes that I liked about this movie is that I hate the movies where one guy's fighting multiple guys, but they only go one at a time at oh, him while yeah. the other ones are sitting there. This one, they actually made it seem like these guys were constantly going at him and not waiting for him to like, turn. Am I next? Yeah. Am I next? Yeah. It's yeah. number number 16? Yeah, Let's go. exactly. <laughs> well, that's a good thing with the discipline of Muay Thai is... It's a lot of knees. It's a lot of elbows. It's really close. It's your seven weapons. Yeah. Both elbows, both knees, both feet. I like how he took the uh, bones from the elephant at the end and was like slicing that guy like a hundred (laughs) ways. It had like the Mortal Kombat cut scene once you (laughs) you see the bones and the tendons being. Yeah. 
So this is a Thai movies have never made the top ten box office until this one. That was In what fucking market did this make the top ten? Primarily due to Quentin Tarantino. Did you well, like that? Well, well, that's the thing. Like at first, <laughs> I was like, "Here we go, Justin's movie," and I'm like, "Quentin Tarantino, a Quentin Tarantino story or something like that." I was like, "What?" Well, it said he presented this. Yeah, uh, he, he. It was just to give the film. More yeah, credit. I mean, he liked it, so he he presented. He also did things like Hero with Jet Li, Iron Monkey with Donnie Yen, Hostel One and Two, Hell Ride, Thirty Six Chambers of Shaolin, and The One Armed Swordsman. He didn't have any other credit other than presenting it, but I mean, he's into this this type of stuff. So, yeah, it has a big culture cast. So you got, like, your Chinese actors, your Thai, Australian, Brazilian, Vietnamese people. RZA, which we've covered on our movie reviews at one point, he um, scored this. He was the, uh, was it UPS driver? The Oops driver. And Oh, and uh, the Dead Don't Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he scored the Weinstein version, which cut off, like, 20 minutes of it, of the one that we watched probably. The one that I watched. If it, if you watch the same link from like was it Plex or Tubi or whatever. I watched off Tubi. Gotcha. See, I watched it on Prime, so I don't know if I had the European version or not. That would have been the probably the regular regular not the RZA okay. one. So what I really like about Tony Jaw himself as an actor or performer, a lot of actors like working with him because as dangerous as his stuff looks, he actually pulls his stuff. I was watching something with Michael Jai White, the guy who played Spawn. Yeah, he was talking about how, like, Tony Jaw is extremely professional. Like, if he's – some of these people do grays and or haze or whatever you want to call it. Like, and then if they're going to do like that, they're going to do like that, and then they'll they'll give it back. You're going to get a receipt. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, nobody likes it when, like, an actor goes for real. So, as much control – like, when he's doing backflips and, like, hitting somebody in the head, like, he has control of that foot still. Like, I don't know how. His acrobatics – like, when you get into, like, acrobatics, you're – perception of gravity or where you are in space at whatever form maneuver you are you have a little bit more of a perception it kind of widens your your sensory perceptions yeah and your body control is so yeah. incredibly unbelievable like in the skate scene or the <laughs> the X bmx games. yeah the x games and all that like the random x games broke out this movie had a 200 million dollar budget and it grossed 27 million so that's why i was like this movie was popular. Like it lost a hundred days. Two hundred million. Two hundred million. Jeez. That was all estimated. light bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those fuckers aren't cheap, especially if they're LED light bulbs. No. <laughs> yeah, I must watch a different version because this said runtime was 151 and the one I watched was like 123. Yeah, I watched one that was 123. Yeah, so going to like that end part, his passionate like animosity it kind of causes him to like lose his shit. Like you can see the hurt, the loss on his face. Like when the main actress, like she reveals the skinned bones of the elephant that one of his family members and like, he's just a broken man at this point. Like the rage is starting to boil. It's like, fuck. And then like these guys are like kicking him in the face and like just throwing him down and all this. And he finally starts to fight back and like just, you know, yeah. he's breaking everybody's bones. 375 <laughs> arms were broken. Uh, <laughs> I saw it like as the, the ABCs, you know, it's the arteries, the breaks and the cracks. It was kind of like a, a necessary overkill. Like you were saying something along the lines of like, is this thing going to still, it's still going. If I was in that position as like a paid, you know, bad guy and I enter the room and I see like, all I need to see is like six guys laying on the ground. I'm like, no, you're good. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be the one that's going to. But the people coming in afterwards, like 35 people are on the ground. Like, you, you think you have a chance. Yeah. And where did these guys, where were these guys coming from? Are they the wait staff the downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't get it. But You guys got past like, that door, like did I, you? Like I said, you'd think it would be repetitive and you'd get bored with it. But I was like, keep fucking breaking them. Right. Nobody, nobody learned the lesson. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> that that hospital, the nearby hospital, was busy that night. Yeah, let me guess, broken fucking arm. <laughs> yeah. Did you kill an elephant? Yeah, that was his uncle Fint. His Ella, Ella uncle. It was his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the police car, well, they took my family. Okay, what family? Elephants. <laughs> uh, Did I hear elephants? What? No. Something I noticed about this movie, and it was towards the beginning too. When when you first meet Johnny on the bridge, and they they run into the the other Thai girl, it's almost like the Thai immigrants and it's just right there. It's their neighbors, right? Ish. They were like, "Oh, you're Thai. I'm Thai too. We don't like that Thai guy." It's like they were their own little tight knit group. Oh, tell me about it seemed thai interesting guy. to me. There's only like the main three Thai people, which was the officer Tony Jaw, and- right? And that's why I thought it was interesting, like. Like the the police officer being Thai, yeah, and then the girl on the bridge being Thai, and then him being Thai, and then like in her comment was just like, "Oh, I'm Thai too, but we don't like that that Thai guy." <laughs> Talking about Johnny, it's like, you know, yeah. Johnny's a Vietnamese character. They didn't really change his name. I think they titled him as Johnny Nguyen. Yeah, since that's yeah, uh, his name. They added "try" in the middle. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Tri Nguyen. Oh, I liked his pants. He's a really good actor. There was a, like, The Rebel. That's another awesome movie. Uh, Cradle to the Grave with oh, yeah. Martha Cascos and DMX was in that one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't, um, what's his name in it? Jet Li. He was yeah. in Cradle to the Grave. Jet Li. I believe Aaliyah was in that one, too. Because there was a part where it's just like. I guess when, when comparing to, like, Jet Li. Sorry, go ahead. Finish that. No, I was going to say that John and I always laughed at that movie because there's a part where, like. Jet Li like steals a bag and he dumps the stuff out in the car and it's not what he wants and he's like fuck <laughs> that's the way he says it anyway yeah there was a so many social media stuff you know throwing up like Jet Li like Jet, I like Jet Li he's a really cool dude but like when they pit him up like who would win in a fight Jet Li or it's like well Jet Li's gonna lose it's like he was never supposed to continue his martial arts after his younger years because he broke both of his legs and he's always resulted to wire work that's kind of put him on the map when we were talking about Instead of having the bad people wait their turn, like Jackie Chan really popularized more people tag teaming. <laughs> Whereas like Chuck Norris was like, you know, I'll take you and then I'll take you. And Steven Seagal, he's like, uh, come here. Harry. I will yeah. use your momentum. You were steaming, Johnny. Now you. Yeah. <laughs> Going into like more of the character, especially like Madame Rose's character. She has probably one of the stronger points that I really liked. Like, she was just conniving. She has that class and that poise, but she's not deranged in so many words. I mean, like, she has other people do her bidding, but she knows the rules of war. So she has no restraint when it comes to doing what is necessary for her business, even killing her uncle and the rest of the male family. The the boyers. The little boys. I mean. I was like, nah. Like, in the mud tub, at the dinner party, I'm like, man. And she just shows no emotion to it. It's like, I don't want to call that deranged, but I know it's more like she's willing to do what has to be done for her. She has a cold bathtub too. Yeah. Where it's just coals around and you lift the coals and that's what heats the water. It's like, that's a cool idea. 
I'm going to do that. But so I did. Mom! Because I'm she's... Getting the calls! <laughs> because she's, like, transsexual, she's not fit to take on the, the next in line, the mantle, I guess, of the family. So that was kind of the... Is she transgender in real life? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, I didn't know that. The uh, Buddhist temple, going back to that... Double three? Not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was also a nod to, like, Indiana Jones. Did you guys see that one? Uh, I just know that she had a whip at the end. Not that part. Yeah, I know, I, but no. Right after they fought Latif Crowder, Dos Santos, which means of the saint. I'm going to do that every time. Anyways, so oh, all right. So Latif Crowder, when he was introduced as like the Capoista, you know, and like that fight scene would have lasted longer, but I believe he injured his arm or his shoulder doing one of his inverted maneuvers or so. Yeah, then afterwards, what's his name? Lee comes in. And there's that part where, you know, the guy with the, the weapons, they drop the bell, the gong. And then Tony Jaw uses that as like the pretty much the exact same thing that Indiana Jones did. And I believe it was the Temple of Doom. I forget. But yeah. He used it as a shield? Yeah. He walked with it and then like ended Dropped it. it and then he had the, the weapons. Mallets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Chris, Ding dong. And then Chris Tucker walked in and like, don't you ever touch a black man's radio. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was more like the, the Shaolin, the Wushu, the weapons guy. You had like the Kapuista. You had like the more of a Taekwondo-esque with Johnny. Then you had like the scrappers, the wrestlers, the brawlers with all the bigger muscular dudes. It's like, what they're, what are they trying to do to that elephant? They got all like, <gasps> <laughs> just went stupid. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I would not work for somebody and be like, we're stealing an elephant and killing it. Get the fuck out of here. So, I mean, with, with the bigger guys, like with Nathan Jones, when he emerges and gives like a choke slam to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta incorporate pro- professional wrestling moves. It's like, Bro. now the styles go scrappy with them, but like... Because they're bigger, more muscular, have more strength, like it doesn't necessarily disadvantage Com's character with like the heightened power because now Com's tactic is, you know, he's got more exposed soft spots and stuff. So yeah, he has the advantage there. <laughs> and <laughs> the way that he ran up Nathan Jones and just like elbows and knees and, you know, like his his head is, yeah. It's like that is that fucking anger, like the, the, the ride of your life there. They made Nathan, I mean, he is a beast in in real life, but he looked like a massive beast standing next to uh, Jaw. And Tony Jaw's not a small guy either. Yeah, Jaw looked fucking dwarfed compared to him. He did. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of it, too, was camera angles, but I was like, holy shit, Nathan Jones. He wasn't a little dude. Like, he's not a small guy. He's like 6'8", 6'8", or 6'9". Yeah. Because he was nose to nose with taker with yeah well he's retired you can call him mark calloway now oh i can't he'll always be the dead man to me (laughs) yeah that part where after the spiral staircase they're in this exotic market food market like you have all these guests up there but when he's fighting tony or yeah when tony jaw's fighting johnny newen up there at the end of the game of death fight there (laughs) (laughs) it's like it wasn't until I, i i didn't get the time limit but it was a long fight but it was right after Johnny's head goes through the window. That is when the crowd is like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you guys are just freaking out now. Eating ham- <laughs> eating hamsters and squids and yeah. just exotic extinct animals. He's near extinct. 6'11". What the fuck? Wow. Tony Jaws? <laughs> oh, yeah. that's crazy. Stacked on top of Tony Jaws. Tony Jaw on top of Tony Jaws. Well, then all those guys in the end scene were 6'11 because they were all the same fucking size as him. Jesus. 
Six eleven. My God. Yeah. Also, the when the Thai chick goes into the the uncle, Madame Rose's uncle's spot to dance for him, and she's on the other side of the the pillar, and then the cops go in after the uncle was killed, and then they come out like immediately and talk to the other Thai cop, and they're like, "We can't find her. We searched everywhere." It's like she's <laughs> she's in there. Like yeah. <laughs> you did search everywhere. <laughs> there is something I wanted to bring up. Johnny's car's license plate. Did you find the significance in that? Yes. Do I, did you? Yeah. Or are you just giving me shit? They're Australian plates. No. Which means they're in Australia. You did it. You did it, did you? What did was I it? get one over on you? Probably. What was it? So the license plate was BAS. Badass. 365, which means bass fishing 365 days out of the year. Oh, wow. So his character was an extreme fisherman. <laughs> Fuck! Did you get that? I, I did. That was by, next oh, in my notes. Man, it's all by myself, guys. All by myself. <laughs> I can do this too. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. Wow. But that's not how you spell bass. Well, you can only have six on your plate. Not in Australia, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's googling frantically to see if yeah. I'm telling the truth or not. No, he's I'm scrolling to page two of 60. Page two. Fuck. Let's move it to the, uh, what will we change for this? Other than the CGI, yeah, there's that, not really much else I would given. change with it. I mean, like, there is only so much you can do, especially with, like, limited film. I don't know what they were shooting on or, you know. Were, wasn't, were they filming on actual film? I don't it know. Was 2005. You'd figure they'd be going digital by now. Yeah, but it's also international I guess that's I mean, well, it I came can... out in 2005. They probably were shooting it in 2003, 2004. And that was They'd back when still be digital. digital by then, uh, that would have been around the time there was a little bit of digital out, but I still think that majority of everything was film. Uh, okay. I just. Still be shooting on 16 then. I don't know. I think um, just a little bit better acting. Like, I feel like there could have been just. I don't know. I know a lot of these guys are fighters. They, it's what they do they're a martial artist whatever it is but yeah I, I just think that there were some takes where i'm like really that was the best like you couldn't have did one more take and told them to do it a little bit this way but that would to me that's the only thing otherwise i mean i think you can't really change the whole story of it yeah. uh i i just the elephant thing just didn't do it for me made me want to watch you don't have a heart it made me want to watch <laughs> operation dumbo drop <laughs> it's not the i don't know i guess they give a little bit of pushback due to it being more of a foreign film. I mean, like the, there is English in this since it's in Australia. They, I speak English too. But <laughs> the, the stronger actors, like Madame Rose, I loved her acting. Like she had that menacing control. Tony Jaw, like he really expressed a lot of emotion, especially towards the end after he sees his family murdered. I think you're giving him a little more credit than he, uh, as an actor, like, I mean... His eyes got watery. <laughs> so, like, I would be like, man, that's powerful stuff. Like when it comes to the, the expression of rage, because that's what I'm going to revert back to always for this movie itself. Like it is a ride of rage. Like he really set the pace for it. Like I, I give him more props with his movement, you know, his stunt work and all yeah. that. Cause I mean, that's all him running up a wall, a pane of glass before it gets shattered, doing a backflip onto like a ledge that what is like five feet away, you know, into a handstand. I'm like, do that with my eyes closed. Mm. I do that. Can you I'm make it though? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see rage? <laughs> that's, that's rage. <laughs> that's all he did. It sounds like it looks like you just gave me your O face. <laughs> that's rage. Oh. oh, 
To each their own, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I think for me, the story is what it is. I think changing it, you'd have to change the whole entire movie. The acting is, it is what it is. Like he said, it's a bunch of snunt actors saying, here's a script, go with it. My big thing that I change, like I said, when I was given my review, it looked too like sci-fi channel-esque. It looks like they filmed it and they had such a huge budget. I think visually it could have looked better. I think that would have a better image, I think could have saved it a little bit for me, but it looked amateurish at times. I think that could have really bumped it up for me anyway. Huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's all I got. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend this movie to some, to people to watch. I, I, right. It's very, the fight scenes are very intense and pretty innovative. Very uh, technical. Like, yeah. Utilizing hard styles and then creating their own around the basis of the movie, which is around elephants. Like, I actually, I think I said... Moi Baron, but Moi Baron is more like an acrobatic Muay Thai, but this was created as Moi Kachasasan. Kachasasan? I can't say that one. Kachasasan. Kachasasan. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, if watching it, you just need to, you need to put yourself like in Tony Jaw's shoes and like think of all the things that he has to remember because he's the one that's leading this dance. And absolutely. He's got a, there's, spots he has to hit because he's always multiple people coming at him and just yeah i'm a drummer and like you're all your different limbs are doing different it's all about and stuff like that but it's just yeah. like when it comes to fighting that's a little bit more chaotic than drumming and it's just like having to have your foot bend this way to kick this guy while your arms it's it's crazy it's fucking crazy and a lot of the stunts that i have done it's so much easier when you're like oh we could just cheat the angle well you cut it from here and then take it from another angle and then We'll play it out so <laughs> well yeah there i forget what part it was but he fucking hits this guy in the head and it's just like you could see the guy's skull shrink down and i'm like that wasn't fake like he really just smashed that guy with whatever right. it was it might have been his foot i don't know he might have done like a pele kick or something but yeah. well i was like holy shit it's definitely a movie for those who have like low attention span because every single scene kind of escalates even more i mean you have like your strip dance you got shootouts all the fights the yeah, stunts and et cetera. One of the things, too, with the fighting is there's a lot of slow motion, like actual... For the bigger stunts, yeah. Yeah, which I think gave a lot to it. Like, normally I think it would kill it. It's kind of like music. With, it, with that, it, I think it gave to it. Yeah, it's it definitely... The visuals for that is like music, especially like like dubstep. When you're waiting for the drop, you're like, oh... And then it hits. You're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> let's Let's go. <laughs> nobody the, saw the that key and peel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is this <laughs> well boys i think we're we're gonna wrap it right here so what's going on next week next week i think we might do a death to smoochie whatever year that was <laughs> what else is going on next week that's uh taking a break cool i don't know i'm sick of you guys i'm sick of you too i'm sick of you, you know i'm sick of you. looking at your two fucking faces oh okay we're done <laughs> no more bpt oh that sucks yeah fuck death, this shit instead of death to smoochie death to bpt oh i didn't mean it <laughs> i don't i'm just pressing buttons over here i'm sorry as you always do <laughs> the, pop, the pop machines are out of cbd soda so I said when that was gone, I was gone.
they do refill it. Bing. You know? Bing, do they? Bing. I think so. Sweet. Bing. Well, then I'm still here. Bing, bing, bing. Well, that's all I got, boys. All right, boys. Say hello to Crystal for me. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to your to your Thai wife and your beautiful, beautiful nope. white babies. Oh, boy. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.